The Red Rum Theater, episode 124. Lean on me. No. <laughs> That's what it, dude, how, it's hard to say the title without singing the title. As you just proved. <laughs> <laughs> I've never tried it before. <laughs> okay. The Red Rum Theater, episode 124. Lean on me. Welcome to the Red Rum Theater, where we watch movies, we love movies, we were raised by movies. We're your host, Ernesto Alanis. Antonio Marino. And every month we look at one of the movies that raised us up. What movie raised us right and raised us wrong? Today we talk about the movie Lean On Me and how it taught us the power of edumacation. Education, baby. Obviously. <laughs> hey, we don't need no education. You don't need no sticking badges. <laughs> so... Hello, everybody. It, dude, it's, you know what's crazy? It's crazy coming here twice a month. We were just here a few weeks ago reviewing our bra- the Ghostbusters 3. That's what happens when they show us the money. Dude, show me the you money. show us the money, we show you the honey. Help me help you. Yes. No. So we're back here in the studio, and we're, we're filming for the first time. We're filming on camera in our studio. Now, our studio looks oogly, okay? Yes. But this, this coming up month. We're going to spend a lot of time here in the studio to really make it a studio. We're no, we want, when you come back next week, instead of seeing the furnace and seeing all my crap all over the floor, you're going to see a real oh, nice studio. Dirty underwear is on the floor. <laughs> my dirty chonies. Dirty whitey tighties. <laughs> this is where I hide them so the kids don't, so Angie don't find them. I don't, yeah, I don't want my wife to see that stuff, dude. Stop my toe on your underwear. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... We're in the studio. We're filming again. So if you listen to this on, on the podcast, if you want to see this live and in person, head to YouTube and watch this right now, same day as date as the audio file drops. But today we're reviewing a classic 1989 film. This movie drops March 3rd, 1989. Has a 65% Rotten Tomatoes. 89? 89. 1989. Dang, dude. But only 65%, which is kind of weird to me. What? I, I, I don't want to... This movie wanna... is a recipe for 100%. Listen, in every way, it's the, it's, the, it's the, what do you call that? The underdog movie. Yep. You, have the, you have the inner city angle. But you know what America loves? They love... Kardashians. They do love Kardashians. But they love the poetry coming to save the inner city. Oof. And they love white, white women. women. White women. I mean, if it's yeah. sneaking, I mean, the skinnier the better, right? It's got. <laughs> I mean, she's got to be a waif with short hair. One of them was uh, Catwoman. Catwoman did Dangerous Minds. And who was the other one? Um, well, there's Freedom Riders. That's uh, she, the one that girl that broke her neck on the the, the bro- chair. Girls don't cry. Girl. Girls don't cry. Girl did it yeah. once, but someone else did it too. Um, some other girl came into the city to save us all. I don't know who it was, but there's a, there's a, there's a few of those in there. I remember they're, Tom Berenger did once, too. He, he was a secret CIA agent, though. That was a good one. Samuel Jackson did it once, too. That probably got a 40%. That was a great movie. <laughs> he probably did. Was that? 187. 187 on an undercover cop. Ooh, okay. That was a good one, though. This film directed by the one and only John C. Avildsen, who did Rocky, mm. who did Karate Kids 1 through 3. Mm, he should have stopped at 2. <laughs> Even did 8 seconds. Man, that's time to cut it afterward. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
It's a rated R joke. Never mind. <laughs> Dude, remember eight seconds though? The yeah, cow Barry jumps yes. on his junk. Stomped on his dong. Dude. Ah, I'm crippled. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying, Kenny man? Better off dead. Hey, better off dead. <laughs> I was just floating in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> you can't fix that. <gasps> It's true. Dude, I told the kid in church on Sunday. That's like when Adama can sue to that one quarterback. Oh, dude. I was just trying to leave the situation. I leave it better than that. (laughs) Dude, uh, there was this kid kid at church drinking a monster. I'm like, hey, come here. He's what? Kid, he's like 13, you know, coming to his own. I'm like, how much of the monster do you drink? He goes, I drink a lot. I'm like, don't drink so much monsters. He's like, why? I'm like, must be your dang dang, dude. Cut it out. He's like, really? I'm like, really? If you want to baby someday. (laughs) Chill out the monster. And then the next time you see him, he was like, look, look, look. <laughs> Ain't nobody want no babies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot, dude. He's 16. His girlfriend comes over. Why is there so much monster in here? <laughs> it can't be mine. I'm drinking monster every day. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm a pastor. I've had three heart attacks. <laughs> Okay. Thanks, Pastor Ernesto. And he's like, he does the ding, but it's all yellow. Oh, <laughs> nasty. Oh my God. Team, I'll ride it out. Oh, okay. Dude, that's funny. They turned into Shaggy Toot Up and Violent J. <laughs> so, John Avelson does this film because that guy does great. He understands the streets. He understands well. schools. He does. Dude, 1984 school. It was awesome. Okay. The plot of this film is very simple. You're new inner city, New Jersey. Did he only do the first Rocky? Rocky one, and listen to this. He did five? one and five. Boo Radley. Boo, it's bad. Oof. Go for it. <laughs> that song, go for it. The worst Rocky it was song cool of all time. Whip the bully though. It was way cool, and the street fight's not bad. Street fight. <laughs> the best part is when Tommy comes to get him at the bar, and those two big dudes come out. Hey, hey, Rock, you need some help, man. This ain't no pie eating contest. It was bold, dude. That was bold, like, man. Dang. <laughs> but um, so this is, you have a New Jersey inner city school, and this school has fallen. It's an inner city school. This is Whittier. This is Central. Yeah. This is Northern. This is this is this is an inner city school that has fallen into disrepair. And this guy's going to come in and try to turn that school around to make it what it used to be. That's the plot of the film. And he's going to do this without money, without good teachers. He's going to do this. Well, not with their good teachers. They're just they're just exhausted. Oh, dude, we'll get, we'll get to that. So the first question: Does this movie hold up? I say heck to the yes. Two thumbs, yes, dude. Now, dude, I just watched this like less than a month ago when I was doing laundry, and I'm just like, holy crap! You remember every line, and it's he as much as mean as he is, he's so awesome. And that's, I think that's the reason it has a low Rotten Tomato score is because people say he's too hard on those Man, kids, whatever. and he does say some hard things but to people. Them people on Rotten Tomatoes ain't never been in the hood going to school. Getting beat up and picked on. You ha- dude, he's right. He like, that one scene where that mom and the mom has a point. She's like, "You're throwing our kids out and giving them no chance." He's like, "I'm His throwing out 300 ahead. to save 2,300 other kids." Yeah. I gotta get well, rid of some of them. Have, he, how many chances? You, they've been there six years. Some of them are driving, and some of them are buying beer, and they're still in high school. I was gonna go to the Air Force, man, <laughs> but uh. Lean on me. This movie is, it's, okay, we'll get into it. 
Okay, the cast. There is, this, this is a singular actors movie. What? Of course. This is Morgan. If you until he gets told by his homie, dude. A couple people said up to him a few times. It's fantastic. I know. Morgan Freeman plays crazy Joe, Joe Clark. Clark. And here's the thing, JC Joe Clark. <laughs> this is based on a true story. True and story. I looked it up, and turns out he was white. <laughs> <laughs> A heck of a turn, dude. Like, man, that's like a blue hair, blind, uh, blonde, blonde hair, blue eyed Jesus, man. Dude, it was it was a white woman. <laughs> she was blue skinny. They just was right. She was best friends friends with Coolio. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so turns that out messed up. He was all white woman, dude. <laughs> it would be crazy, crazy Josephine. <laughs> but uh, tur- crazy Joe's mama. <laughs> so turns out. The story is true. Like they, there's, 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 there's kids from the East Side School that are extras in the movie. They're just in, really, and there's, there's interviews with kids that grew up in the community who consider Joe Clark like their hero. Yeah. He saved us. He came in and turned our community around and gave us a future. Now some of the staff didn't like him because apparently he was hard on his staff. Yeah, and the movie does not try to paint him as a saint. Nope. He's wrong sometimes. He's straight up wrong sometimes. Well, even his boys got to tell him how stubborn he is. I mean, he's fighting a war on so many fronts, he forgets who his friends are and yeah. whose enemies are. And um, so the movie does not say this guy is a saint. He is a man who, he, and, and coming into a city like that, you're coming into a situation. So we'll get into it. So, so was he, before he went, was he an um, uh, elementary principal? Elementary uh, assistant. Okay. I thought now, he was, he, all the jobs were like, yeah. you know, fix the stinking, you know, change a room up and all that stuff. He was in a nice, ritzy suburb yeah. at elementary school with good, sweet kids all yeah. hugging on him. Mr. Joe. Never heard a swear word in their lives. Never heard a They're like, my kids. <laughs> that's my kids. That's my swear words of the day. I try to explain, like, Dad, what's the B word? I'm like, well, B word is a female dog. Like, it's like they use it towards a woman to make, to grade her, make her feel small. I'm like, okay, okay. It's like, what about. The A word. I'm with the A word is a it's donkey. Booty. It's a donkey, and because a donkey it used to be called an A. It used to be called yeah, I'm, an A. I'm, 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 <laughs> listen, I'm a preacher. So if I see a donkey, I'm like, hey, <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing though. I got nothing to say that. At, 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 at um for Thanksgiving, we went to um we went to Golden oh. Corral. Because we're ghetto. That we, was, I, listen, we all went to Golden Corral. I, I realized, we walked in there, I'm like, man, I have, I have entered a new We've realm. We've fallen. Dude, <laughs> we had fried fish and fried chicken for Thanksgiving. <laughs> I, I literally took some shrimp, put them in a napkin, put it in my pocket. See, t- now you up the ante on that <laughs> one, dude. You're allowed to take some home. You are? Yeah, you pay $5 and you get a styrofoam thing, fill it up. Probably not on Thanksgiving, because we paid $20 a plate that day. It was, it was big time. So anyways... This film, opening sequence is incredible. Begins with him in 1964 in Eastside School. And you see him teaching. And it's beautiful. Oh, it's the school. The kids are singing the the school song. And you see it's before white flight because there's a lot of white kids and a few colored kids. A few black kids. White flight. Howard Stern talks about this in Roosevelt. It's it's a real thing. Because his dad paid the house. They're like, we ain't going nowhere. Ooh. And all his friends laughed, dude. It, listen, <laughs> people, it, it's, it's, oh, I can't even get into this today. So, you see the school, 
and the union pushes Joe out because he's, he's too much of a rabble rouser. He's trying to fight to get the more... Yeah, he's got the little fro. He's an activist. He's trying to get more resources for their school, and the, the teachers don't want to fight. They got, they got their salaries. is all they care about. They're, they're done fighting. They got the tenure. They're like... We fought. We won, we won our fight. Yep. We want to calm down. No more activism. He's like, I hope you give you deserve. And he walks out, and there's a... The, 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 literally, just the, the camera fades... From the 1964 East Side to the 1984 East Side with that perfect choice of song, Welcome Welcome to to the the Jungle, jungle, Baby. You're gonna die! Dude, they were smashing that teacher's head. Listen, that, I've never forgotten that sequence my entire life. That, rip that girl's clothes off. Girls in the, she comes out crying. And there's a fight in the lunchroom, and he just tries to break it up. And this kid, Beats the teacher down and starts bashing his head into the linoleum, breaks his skull open. They, they take the kid out. They take the teacher out on a gurney. The teachers have no control over yeah. that school. And there's the hallway full of kids. It is uncontrolled chaos down there. Watching that scene, it sets up the movie. It's, it, it's a scene. Like, what are they going to do here? It's not exactly a montage because it's not over. It's not like a long period of time. Yeah. But it is a musical montage in that it's a song setting a feeling. Like it's giving you the setting, the context. This is the school. It is out of control. The students rule. There's drugs. Open drugs. Drug dealers come in, getting a little side action going. You have a gun on the premises. You have a grown man teacher getting beat to the point of Mm -hmm. being drug out of there on a gurney. You see, this school is off the map. And so it cuts to the mayor. And, and the mayor wants to face re-election. Look, yep, getting elected. It's all about politics. And he, he has the worst school in the state. Mm-hmm. So the mayor's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, they're going to kill me because I have this. The worst school in the state is in my stinking city. So he wants to turn the school around. And the superintendent is Joe Clark's old boy, his good friend. He's like, I know a guy. And Crazy Joe Clark has a reputation already. He's Crazy Joe Clark. Like, we don't want that guy. He's like, no one else will do it. The only guy who has a chance to do this within a school year is this guy. You got to give him the shot. And when he goes to sell him, he don't want it. Oregon Freeman, I don't need this job. Mm -hmm. I don't want this job. You can't pay me enough for this job. Why should I go out there just so you guys can throw me away when you don't need me no more? And, dude, his boy tells him, you know what we've done with our lives? You want to see the truth? We've done nothing with our lives. We've done nothing of value. Now we have a chance to do something that matters. He let him have it. Then he goes to the school, and he brings in he brings in his own crew. He brings in the Candyman as his head yeah. of security. Yep. What does he call him? His avenging angel. Yep. He brings in he's, he's got to get control of the school. He's got blue blazer security, dude, with walkie talkies. And that school, the hallways are graffiti to the core. There's trash everywhere. I mean, this school it looks disgusting. It and he comes in the first day, meets the staff, and he doesn't have time to win them over. Nope. Doesn't have time. He just tells them how it is. They, 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 they demoting people. They, they're all moving like, people around. They're all standing up like, we want to welcome you to the school. And uh, we set up an executive committee. To, and he's like, that'll be enough, sir. And you sit down. And you're like, oh. And he sits down and he lets the teachers have it. Like, if you guys could control this school, I wouldn't be here. Dude, he yeah. lets them, ha- and he sets, dude. Then he pulls out the test results, telling them how illiterate they are and how they're not doing their jobs and how they're only focusing on certain. He, again, 
people say this is would be toxic leadership. I understand they'd say that. But you go like a place like this, a school this broken is not going to be fixed by rules. Nope. Someone's got to care about it's it not enough. Be fixed by timeouts, pats on the booty. Someone's got to come in that loves that place and is willing to die for that place. He's willing to just carry that place on his back. And Crazy Joe Clark's like, oh, this is school. He grew up in the neighborhood. He says, none of these teachers have any skin in this game. Mm -hmm. They're not from the neighborhood. They don't live here. They don't, they, they, they don't have kids here. None of the teachers have a stake in the school. He has a love for that school from when he was a, back in the day. He knows some of the girls when they were from, he knows some of the high elementary. school kids from when they were real young. He, yeah. They're an elementary school teacher. He's stinking. He's like, he's gonna, he lives and breathes there at 6 a.m. every day. He's living and bringing that school because he's like, I'm going to bleed to save this place. And the teachers may hate me. The students may hate me. But I'm going to help you make it. And I, I, I can't lead this way. I don't lead the way he leads. But, man, is it impressive. It is inspiring. It's a fun, it's a fun ride. Oh, dude. Like to watch he, how he does it. He, and to watch him slowly gain respect. And then he gains love. You know, they yes. love him. They can't, they can't handle not having him by the end. Like, it's crazy. Dude, and, and when he calls that assembly, dude, and That's, all them badass He kids. asked them. He goes, I want a list yes. of every hoodlum. Every vagrant dope dealer, dope dealer that's in the school. smoker. It's like, I want to, by noon school today. skipper, yeah. And, and assembly's nuts. But it's, it's awesome because it's a ton of boys and girls. He gets it's like the worst of the worst. The, the 300 kids who are always suspended, always in trouble. No, and they know who's dealing. Mm -hmm. you, you're in a neighborhood on the north side or the east side. And then there was even the... Um, some of the Mexican girls who are hilarious later are like, how come they all get to go up on stage? You don't want to go up on stage? <laughs> dude. And dude, and he tells them to sing the school song. They're like, F you. Dude, they're saying, they're, they're, they're talking big crap. And then he's like, you're all expelled. Expels them all. I love how he's like, uh, first he starts like dogging them. And they're like giving him resistance. They don't see he's got all the security waiting. There's, 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 he's got like 25, 30 yep. men up there yep. in their blazers. Grown men ready. And they have to come and corral through the kids out of that school and they get them out. He does it. And that one move. But then you notice he, everybody's quiet now. Cause he Every just, auditorium is like, oh, snap. This guy's out here to kiss my kids. As my soon booty. as he said that, that one kid, the chubby kid, he He's goes, like, oh, holy crap, my, my mom going to kill me. He's a freshman getting expelled. Yes. He's all crack, don't you? He's all crack. <laughs> oh. Trying to kind of con, man. He goes, you ain't learning off these streets. He's like, you're not even learning off the streets. He's like, you're dumb in school and you're dumb on the streets. That poor kid, dude. got to throw you off this roof. Dude, it was. Cracks won't kill you. You smoke crack, right? <laughs> <laughs> he gets the students out. Let's, just, let's, let's, let's tell you what, though. That one kid is the only one with the balls to come back and say, I want to be Yes, he did. He came back and said, I, I got to go to school so here. I can't tell my mom I said, that I got thrown out of school. And he says, he's like, what, you afraid to tell your daddy? My dad will live at home, sir. Oh, so you're going to I'm like, whoa, my God. <laughs> and but he's saying, he says to those kids. And daddy left because he ate all the food. <laughs> <laughs> he tells them, hey, have some vegetables. Stop eating all that muffins. <laughs> 
jump and run, dude. Oh, he just collapsed. He just falls down. <laughs> Sam's right. Sam's. Sam. Sims or Sam's. Sam's. You're Sam's. Right. You always call it. Sam's. Get over here. He steals that piece of pork. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Pork chop. Takes it off airplane. <laughs> Sam's. <laughs> dude, he told him, "You come to my school, I'm gonna ride you. I'm gonna ride uh-huh. you." So, um, he so uh, in. If you expel 300 kids, you're going to get a blowback. And sure enough, the parent-teacher conference, that night, after that long day, first day, got to go to a 7 o'clock meeting with some ticked-off parents. Oh, man. Because every single parent of a kid that was expelled thinks their kid is a good kid. My son ain't no hoodlum. Man, you, you, you picking on my son. And he lets those, some of those parents. That's one of the best scenes. Because half the parents are with him. They are. Because they're like, your, your kids are the ones taking ours. That's right. He, he started an opening line. A few bad apples spoil the bunch. That mom's like, my kid ain't no better. It is like he he's draws a line. He just, Who are you to tell him to get off welfare? <laughs> get off welfare. Show some self-respect. <laughs> oh, <dude. laughs> he goes, he starts preaching. Yeah, he does. He's like, when they offered me this job, I heard the thunder. He's like, I said, my God, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't no damn good. And it's true. I ain't. He said, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I ain't no damn good if I don't help those kids. He's like, that's why I threw those bastards out. My <laughs> press like, what? Dude, he just and just walks out. This dude, he walks out, and half the parents set up and cheer him. Yeah, they are, because their kids are in school, and those kids can go there without being afraid. That's the thing about going to an, a dude a school like that. You are scared to bring books because you don't want to look like a like a, a kiss ass, dude. Fifth grade Potter Elementary School. I remember the last day of school, we get a little handout. Every kid, I'm sitting there, fifth grader, little Nesto, got to walk home after school. Wee! <laughs> and was it a book list? I look, and it's the honor roll for the whole school. Okay, so I look all. Oh, you know, there's the you know, B C honor roll. Nerd. There's, nerd. there's the B honor roll. There's the A B honor roll. I'm out there like ogre nerds. <laughs> nerds. And then there's at the, uh, the top corner, it's all the honor roll. And there's one name on there. One name. Ernesto Alaniz. And I look at him like, I'm dead. Ah, I'm a dead man. Until you get home. Dude, after school that day, Eric, that, that black kid Eric. I remember. He was huge. Huge. And the kid Ian, that, like, that white yeah. fro. They're the ones that chased me and, uh, yes. me and little Sammy. Yes. Those two chased me, tried to beat the crap out of me out of, out of, after school. Because you were smart, and they couldn't read. <laughs> I'm just saying, being a nerd, listen, going to inner city school is tough. Because things, you're going to school, and you're afraid for your safety. Yeah. When you're afraid for safety, how can you learn? When you're always afraid, looking at your shoulder. When the, worst, the worst is we always lived closer to the school. We had to walk. We had always walked. And it was like, oh. We, our whole, listen, the bus pile was worse. I ain't getting on a bus. You remember what happened when you got on a bus? I know what happened to me on the bus. Man. I'm saying we. I walked to. I walked to Potter. We both walked, walked to Sobe. Well, I, I walked to Williams. You had to bus to Whittier. And when I got to junior high, I had to bus to Whittier. <coughs> Dude, which way I got robbed? Who was your favorite inner city teacher? Mr. Spencer. I remember that name. He was a white guy, 
and he taught history. And he made World War II come alive. He didn't alive. know nothing about no black history. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, favorite line of the movie. He's like, he's like, you got to go out there and show those kids. Like, all I got to do is stay black and die. <laughs> Dude. I thought H N I C was the best line <laughs> of the movie. Dude, and she goes, what's that? I'm like, just wait, babe. No, it's <laughs> Dude. But why was Spencer your favorite? Mr. Spencer, he loved history and he made it come alive for me. And I remember like Is that why I'm sitting there with you and Wes watching Lincoln? That's exactly and I'm right. It's like, when are the vampire slayers gonna show up? <laughs> Wrong baby, <laughs> Lincoln too. Like uh, to this day, I still love if you go to my board game movie. No, you love history, dude. War two, my favorite period of history. Like that moment in history. Evil almost conquered the world. Like, evil almost ate the world up. Dude, is that why you love Inglorious Bastards so much? Listen, when Is he, that movie genius? When they... First of all, I never thought to myself, you just, just change history. Just... Like, I thought to myself... Just, yeah, just like, take it upon yourself. I know they're going to fail because I know how history goes. I know when he yeah. dies. I know where he dies. When they bust in there, they're shooting Hitler. I was like, wait, 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 wait. And they show it. And I... And listen, it's grotesque and violent. The theater is cheering. I was dying laughing. Yeah, it was. Because they're just shooting it. They are Tommy gunning Hitler's face off. And I'm dying laughing, which is really bad because it shows my desensitization to violence. Um, But. Who went to inner city schools? Yeah. Um, Thanks to Guns N' Roses. (laughs) But that parent teacher conference, he makes his enemy. And she, her goal. That that lady he makes enemy of that first night, she wants to burn him down, and she chases, she's she's after him the whole movie. Well, she goes straight to the mayor. She's smart. She's a good politician. Yeah, she is. She's like, I will bring people to vote against you. I will fight you. So the movie you see him. It's tra- gonna ask who mine is. You stinking dog. What? My favorite inner city teacher. Who's your favorite inner city teacher? This fool, man. Really quick. What? Before this drops, it'll be it'll be a few days late. I just want to wish one of our patrons, oh, Adam Vogel's birthday. When? Yesterday. So, Vogel, we love you. Long time. <laughs> so, my favorite teacher, Mrs. Jones, fourth grade Potter. She was a one. Mrs. Jones. And me. <laughs> she, old school, she would poke me in the chest, grab my shirt, yell at me. And then be like, because I love you. No, she wouldn't. Yes, she would. That's so oh, yeah. awesome. And one time, Ariana used to meet me after class, and we'd walk home together because she was one year younger than me. She came to class one time. Miss Jones, where's Tony at? And she straight up was like, Tony and Carlos were in the back fighting, and I'm just going to let them boys go. We were in a fist fight in the back of her class. She just, they got to burn off energy. And, and, since everybody was gone and it was just us, we realized this is stupid. <laughs> there ain't nobody here watching. And so then we just left. Like, see you tomorrow, Carlos. Miss <laughs> Jones was bad, dude. She was, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, she was a great teacher. Mr. Spencer came about my education, Matt. And then in Whittier Middle School, I remember going to Whittier Middle School, my first week there, we take some placement exams. And this lady, I, she was a Latino woman. She was a counselor at the school at Whittier. Um, she pulled me in. And I don't, I mean, I don't, it wasn't Miss Garcia, but something like that. She's a Latino woman who, maybe Garza, Mrs. Garza? She, I can't remember her name because she was a counselor. She wasn't my counselor. But she pulled me in and she's like, listen, she had her, her, my grades, she had my, my test score. She's like, you are an intelligent young man. I was like, okay. She's like, 
not many Mexican men do well academics. It's like, you owe it to your people to do well in school. And then you go- say, I'm American. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I want you to be in the gifted program here. And then, and then you're like, I ain't riding no short bus. <laughs> <laughs> so she, I didn't know this. So I, she... She came hard on me, and so I finally was like, "Okay, I'll do this." And I did it for her. I did it because she's like, she said she was proud of me, so I did it for. It. I didn't realize the gifted program was on the top floor of Whittier, so all everyone knew all the nerds were up top. So you was like the fistball. I was doing. They're all like, "Maybe that nerd, we're getting them after class." Nerds, <laughs> dude, and they would get me. They would get me, Tony. So good to be stupid. At one time, I was in lunch, in line for lunch, dude, and some of the cooler kids told this really unpopular, like, littler kid. They, I tell him, they try to, like, tell him, oh, you do, you'll be cool. So he comes over to me, he's like, hey, Nesta. I'm like, hey. I'm like, what's going on over there? He goes, nothing. Then he just punches me in the, in the balls. He punches me in the cojones. That was going to throw up, dude. Yeah, that's why you grab him by the head and say, now you better rub him until a genie pops out. <laughs> <laughs> See now, I was I was mean. Took a minute, but I got mean. <laughs> Man, inner city school was the worst. Listen, watching this movie. Listen, this I remember movie once, brought back memories, McGee. Dude. We wanted to film this in winter. It just got too cold too quick. It really did get it, cold. It, it, we were in the middle of we winter. We were gonna do it yesterday, and it was <laughs> snowing all day. Cul-de-sac Jones. We would have had a trash can fire going next to us. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're going to do it in our studio instead of trying to go on location everywhere. But, man, it just brought back memories because we live in Flint, Michigan. And in Flint, Flint schools, you understand, like in this movie, he says it a few times, they don't have what they need. Like, he, he, one of the things he gets, he gets arrested in the movie, he's arrested because he locks, he chains all the doors yep. and locks them because people are letting the drug dealers back in. Even though they're only open from one way, friends will, like, open the door for their boys to yep. get back in. And uh, Kid Ray gets beat up by a drug dealer. Was I the only one that loved Kid Ray? Dude, Kid Ray leaving school broke my heart. Oh, broke his heart too. Dude, Crazy Joe tells him, if you leave, you're dead in a year. Dead in a year? And he, he's trying to save him. Yeah. Listen, Tony, as a, as, a, as a preacher, I have looked people in the eye and told them this. If you leave this program, you'll be dead in a year. If you go back they to this- They don't make it a year. Dude, they don't. I was like, if you go back to your old girl, you'll be dead in a year. I tell God. And being a pastor, like being an educator, you have no real power. I can't make anyone do anything. Yeah. I have to watch people walk out of that door, and then I bury them. It, it's the worst thing in the world. It's like Kid Ray, Joe knows he's got no shot on those streets. And, and Joe... From the start, likes Kid Ray. He does. Kid Ray's a cool kid. He is. He's always wearing a suit. He's like, just like you, Mr. Clark, you got to look the part. You're like, oh, this kid's awesome. Even though he got a mullet and a mustache. Dude, that drug dealer beat Kid Ray's booty. No, dude. He was beaten out, and Joe Clark takes him out. Yep. Sam's helps him, though. Dude, Sam's. He pushes that table in front of him so he can't get out. Can't escape. And he pulls a knife out. He's like, I want a piece of you. And dude, crazy Joe don't even care. Gets him. Has his megaphone with his weapon, dude. Yep. Blink, blood out. When I was substitute teaching in inner city schools, I, I, when I first moved to Flint as a pastor, I wasn't getting paid by a church. Like the church had, we didn't take offering for a year because we were in my living room upstairs, so we'd have no income. 
So I'm just doing all these odd jobs around the city trying to make money, including substitute teaching. As a sub, I made $80 a day. Let me Damn. tell you, that ain't worth that day in the Flint school system was not worth $80 no a way. day. No way. Eventually, I started getting paid $100 per article writing online. I was writing blogs for some different uh, companies. They paid me 100 bucks. You know why this school sucks? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying $100 behind a computer for two in hours. In front of your fireplace. Or eight hours of school. In the concrete jungle. Where the principals will tell me. I was at Southwestern. The principal told me. Uh, I checked in on my K. I'm a substitute teacher today. They're like, uh, let's see what class you got. Okay, he goes, all I want you to do is this. I'm like, where's the lesson plan? He goes, there's no lesson plan. Just keep them in the room. I'm like, that, that's it. He goes, keep them in the room. It's a good day. I go to my class, and kids come you know, every hour. I had one hour. I had three, three special needs kids. No one, there's no thing telling me, you're fourth hour, you have three special needs kids. There's, there's no like, remember at Waterford Mott, we moved to the suburbs finally. Um, so, uh, seniors would walk with kids at special needs to help them through, remember that? Mm -hmm. They'd help go to class with them and help them if they had any troubles. There was no teacher aid. I had 30 kids, including special needs kids, and I'm alone trying to keep a class. Uh, one day I was, it's. You're uh, like, man, the gifted program got a lot different. <laughs> in Southwestern, <laughs> Southwestern, stinking. Um, Is Southwestern closed? That one? Which one? That did close. I think they made it into like a. They, they keep on trying to repurpose the buildings. They made it into a food thing. Wait, no, Northwestern got turned into food thing. Southwestern was saved. That's Northwestern became food distribution for the city schools. So That's crazy. One day there was a fight in class. And dude, this big kid, big dude, but he was not, he, he was kind of clumsy mug. Yes. A kid kicked Didn't him. Didn't quite grow into his body yet. Yes. Kicked him from the side, caved his knee in, dude. <sighs> Went down like a sack of potatoes screaming. Ambulance came to our class, took the kid out of the class, and the principal's like, you know, finish the day. Like, it just, I just stayed there with the kids. Like, okay. Just had, had a guy beat a guy's head in, and I guess we're... So one class I was mm -hmm. substituting for, and a kid wanted to get, he got up. I'm like, where are you going, Mr. So-and-so? He's like, I'm leaving. So I just walked, and I met him at the door. I stood in front of him. I'm like, sit down. You don't got to pass. He's like, get out of my way. I was like, sit down. Or I'll sit you down. He's like, you can't touch me. And I was like, I ain't a teacher. And we stood there. And he's like, I'm just playing. And he, he just tested to see if I didn't resolve. But in my heart, I'm like, if we fight, I might lose. Because this guy yeah, is this what guy. What grade was it? I mean, it was high school, probably 11th grader. Oh. <laughs> I mean, this guy's in the prime of his life, dude. This guy, this guy might have just been like. This guy's drinking monsters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put you in your dang-dang note, but. Wolfman's got nards. <laughs> but, uh, Doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's, my point is, in, in Whittier, here in Flint, and just like in New Jersey and East Side, he all he locked the doors with the chains because he couldn't get the good doors that had alarms on them. Like the rich schools had, because mm -hmm. they cost too much. Things he needed to help make the school work right. He couldn't get because they were low resource, and that's the way it is. If you live in a poor community, your school has less resources. You, listen, if I subbed in Flint, eighty bucks. If I subbed in Holly, hundred and ten dollars. 
They hey. pay their subs more. There's more teachers. There's more security. There's more staff. There's better facilities. There's better books. There's there's aids with the kids that have special needs. What would even make you want to be a teacher in the hood, dude? Love Unless for you your love city. Love that. Love for your city. Also, you know what's something cool to do in America? In America, if you study English, math, science, and you commit to five years teaching in a, in a, a low uh, income in, uh, neighborhood, they knock off half your college debt. Damn. So you can, so you can get like you know eighty thousand dollars of debt if you live. Go to Flint, Saginaw, or you can go to a rural poor. You can go to the rural poor, which is still, that's poor, though. It's still, bing. It's straight. <laughs> Tony called me, goes, he's like, he said, we got to go to Chinese today. We can go to hillbilly poor. <laughs> With the golden corral. I forget what they said. Oh, yeah. I go, well, we can't eat Chinese today, but we can, we can eat, um, what did I say? I don't know what I, whatever I said, but I was like, we open eleven to eight. <laughs> Bing. <laughs> I can't believe you got me so excited for Chinese food, and they're open Christmas, not Thanksgiving. I didn't know, man. I guess I didn't know. We went to three different Chinese places. I close. know. So oh, I had to get Chinese for lunch the next day. When we moved from Flint to Waterford, the 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 change was unreal. Yeah, like crazy. going to school and not being afraid of violence, going to school and not looking like not, not wondering who's gonna. You say this, but then like the first week you get jumped by everybody. But it, the I didn't go to the hospital. No, you were laughing. They slapped me around. They spit on me. But I'm like, okay, if this is what they, I can handle a suburban beatdown if that's what this is. <laughs> like I'm inner city, they would have stomped my head into the ground. Yeah, that was funny though. <laughs> I mean, I was I thought I was getting my head kicked in that day. There's like 13 like, kids up there. This is what you got, huh? This is what Waterford <laughs> offers. <laughs> um, so we laid down some good whoopings in Waterford, though. Holy! Tell me about the Sandsings. And I was like, man, they make them tough out here too. Oh, dude, there's <laughs> tough kids everywhere in, the, in America, dude. The Sandsings are. It so happens that these two were born identical twins, and they're both like the meanest dudes ever. I'd take them to the hood any day, dude. Oh, dude, those guys are animals, dude. They're bruisers. Shoot, dude. Those guys. They are. Uh, a movie needs to be written about those two. Dude, Mystic River is those guys. Yep. The Savage Twins? The Savage Twins are the yeah. stinky. <laughs> First thing I thought when I seen that movie. Yeah. It's like, that's the Savage Twins, dude. <laughs> um, so, lean on me. Inner city schools. Uh, let's see here. Um, let's see here. Mr. Clock don't play. Mr. Clock don't play. And the goal of the, his thing is to get the students learning. They have to get a 70% pass rate. And they're at, they start off at 30%. At 30%. The thing is, first thing he's got to do is he's got to create an environment where you can learn. Yes. But then you have to make up all that lost time. You remember when they were doing the practice test? <laughs> and he looked over that kid's shoulder and they circled the answer. He's like, <laughs> what? Dude, it was in. They were. They just didn't know. They didn't know basic <laughs> English. Like they, they, they got a test. <clears throat> That's the thing. And, and, and some people might say this is wrong. Well, we'll get to that. And raise this wrong. Raise this right. Okay, sorry. I won't get that yet. But this movie has monologues for days. There are four to five, and Morgan Freeman can monologue, yeah, dude. I, can. I, w- I wish he would narrate my life. Dude, Morgan Freeman can give a speech. 
I mean, the first assembly speech, the parent-teacher conference speech, the stinking before-the-exam speech. I mean, there are some great speeches. The, te- the, the meeting the teacher, meeting the staff speech. He does some... How sp- about when he suspends the football coach, the former varsity coach, for picking up the paper during the school song, and then Sam starts laughing at him, and he slaps him in his head? <laughs> and that dude was like... I've had enough, man. He said, I will beat your blacking. Yeah. And he flipped his desk. his desk. Listen, good on him. Yes. Because Joe. He came back and Joe Clark had respect for him. He had to show, you're the boss, but I'm on your team. Yeah. And you ain't doing this alone. This is not the Joe Clark show. This is, that's his assistant tells him, these teachers love these kids. He, and Joe Clark always did say, I'm fighting for the kids. And he had realized it wasn't a one-man team. His, he had good teachers there. When he fired that musical teacher, he was wrong. That was, she was a great teacher who loved the kids. <laughs> she was kind of a Karen, though, dude. Dude, listen, he came strong. They will not be inviting us back. Like, <laughs> I, I loved how uh, the brown kids are like, like, you better fall for the black kids. You have track for the white kids. What about us? Dude, he, she was all like trying to like sh- get stuff. Listen, there was a scene in that in the movie. Where he's like, my white students stand up. And like 100 kids stand up. And he's like, these are my white children. They, if they could go anywhere else, they would. But they're stuck here just like we are. Day them kids are like, oh. But listen, going to Flint schools to teach, the kids left in Flint public schools we are a school of choice here in the city of Flint, which means you're allowed to go to Grand Blank. You can go to Stinkin, Genesee. You can go to Kersley. You can go to Mount Morris. You can go to Flushing. Davison, you got to you gotta, like, test. You got to, like, Davison. Oh, really? Davison, they don't so like. Davison's like the. Davison don't want. If you play football, you can come to Davison. If you wrestle, you can come to Davison. Davison wants their sport kids, but the rest of us, they're like, get the drugs out of here. They're, they don't like us, Dang. dude. When, we, when, Flint, when, when Grand Blank opened the doors of Flint, I mean, drugs flowed into those schools for a little bit. They had to get a handle on it because it's wild out here, dude. We got some friends that took their kids out of Grand Blank. Yes, we do. Sent them right to Lake Fenton. <laughs> get them away from uh, us colored folk. <laughs> and they're like, how come our kids just lost that basketball game so bad? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, what do I say? So, oh, school choice. The kids left in football schools. <laughs> Are the kids that can't go yeah, anywhere else? Yeah, they ain't else. got nowhere else to go. Their their parents can't drive them nowhere. That, and buses ain't gonna take you out of nope. the city. School of choice, you gotta drive your kid there every single yeah. day. You need that means if you need if you're a single mom and you gotta work, you can't get your kid to school every day. So they gotta go to Flint Public Schools. So Flint Public Schools are losing to financially. Just there's less and less kids going there. So they have n- less resources. They have less per kid from the state. It's brutal out here. Our schools are slowly dying. I don't see an answer for we it. We need a Joe Clark. The thing is, our city's so broken, the, the superintendent and the school board are always fighting. It's like, you know, in the movie, the very end, it's like that in the city all the time. They fire a superintendent every two years here. It's oh, stupid. They it's, fire a uh, chief, too. They, 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 it's, the, it's the, what's it called? That? The city council versus the, the, the city mayor. Mayor, right? Yeah, the rest of the mayor. Then you have the school council for superintendent. It's so dumb. There's no one here long enough to help. Well, it's like everything else. Instead of agreeing, we got to fight about everything. About everything. 
We have to go and some, we have to give someone the power to drive the ship for a second. Because if you give them all red tape, they can't make the necessary changes. You can't. St- Joe Clark had to be tongue enough to fight everyone to get his vision across. Mm-hmm. And he got in trouble. <laughs> he got in big. He got arrested. He got arrested. Dang. And they had him. You know what's the best part, though? Is that she's like, listen, we know you love Joe Clark, but we're going to get you a good principal in here that'll give you guys what you need. And he's like, we don't want a good principal. We want Joe Clark. <laughs> that was funny. Like, dang, dude. Joe Clark's like, oh, Dang, you little shit. <laughs> Sam's. <laughs> you again. All right. How can you support plugs. our show? Do the plugs. The plugs, baby. Here comes the head of plugs. <laughs> not yet, baby. Not yet. Not ever. Mm-mm. It's going to be flowing locks, and someday it's going to be bald. No, it ain't. It could happen. I'm, I got about 30 more years. 30 years? When, it, when time comes, though, I got to try to hide it. life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. You ain't going to do it, Mr. Moon? He had. Dude, his breath. Like, you can't see the name of the dog of the guy, sorry. He did have the most epic comb over I've ever seen in my entire life. I don't know how you grow hair to do that. It's, it's impressive to train it's that hair. It's back on one side, and then you flop it. Just flop it. And you got to gel it. Oh, man. Stick it down like a sticker. You better get Velcro to stick here. One, one uh, uh, gust is ruining that Whoa, whole day, dude. Dude. I'm glad we don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. Okay. Patreon.com slash Tray. If you want to support... We're doing two shows a month now. Next month, you get a vote whether we review <laughs> Spider-Man or Matrix, the new Matrix film. I'm actually curious to see how that vote goes. I, I'm very curious. Here's the thing. That new current movie review that we do every month, you guys unlock that. We wouldn't do that show if you guys didn't stand up to start supporting this show. So thank you so much. If you want to, if, you, if the show gives you entertainment and you like it, give us a dollar an episode. One dollar, or give us two dollars an episode. Whatever you want to do, man. One dollar. You can't do anything with a dollar, except for get us to more episodes. So thank you so much for the giving. Listen, we're redoing the studio. You helped us redo the studio. You're helping pay for us to go see these extra these extra movies to yes, watch them and do paying these for our extra large popcorns with butter. No, they're not. They're not no <laughs> cheap ass fools. <laughs> that would drain the account too quick, dude. Dang, we gotta pay for that. We, we'll, tickets free, food. We gotta pay for it, which is why the other day we went to the movies. I'm like, I'll pay for my own popcorn. Like, you got the tickets? I'm like, I didn't get the tickets. Uh, <laughs> it's for the popcorn. It's like I'll pay for the concert. You buy the t-shirts. Oh shoot, what? t-shirt. Okay, so. Too bad I wanted to get a stinking Juggalo hockey jersey, and it was eighty five dollars. Oh, dude. Concert swag costs the most. Okay. A dollar a month makes the podcast go, pays the bills. Thank you so much for everyone that gives on the Patreon. And listen, Stinkin, Steve, put us over. He, he put us over the ticket. He, he, gave, he gave a few extra dollars. Who's Steve? Weenie. Yeah, just say Weenie. Okay. He put <laughs> a few extra dollars. <laughs> That's a throwback of me and him at band practice. Anyway, and we're over a hundred to get us do extra show a month. So, if you Weenie! also, if you want to, you go to redrum.threadless.com. You buy our swag. You buy T-shirts. You can buy all Coffee kinds of cool mugs. stuff. All kinds of great stuff. 
Okay? You know what I do? Our next episode for December, we're going to do a giveaway. So come back next month for December. We're going to have some swag in studio to give back. away. Back. And we're going to do some contests on air to help give, give you some cool stuff. If you just want to give on PayPal, if you want to give a one-time thing, no reoccurring charge, go to Go to our, off our website and go to PayPal. Do your taxes. You don't give us that refund. Yeah, it, listen. If you are, if you, if you, if you are morally against the uh, child tax credit they're giving you every month, the, 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 the government's giving you free money. But still yeah. happening. Still happening. Man, I gotta get some women pregnant, <laughs> dude. That poor girl gets pregnant too. I know she was doing so good, and he says, "She's like, I didn't mean it." Because you girls never do. I'm like, "Come on, Joe, be nice, dude. You girls never do, man. That's." that's well, if they didn't, then they wouldn't. <laughs> Dude, it, I think to myself, because that scene. You can't. If I would have got a girl pregnant in high school. Oh, I thought you were talking about, I thought you were going to start talking about your daughter now. I was like, don't even. No, no. If I would have got a girl pregnant, it would change my whole life. It would change my entire. It would no have changed the trajectory of my life. Durr. I'm just saying, I'd have to start working to provide for a family that early. So I would have, I would have no education. It would, have been, it would have been, it would have changed my life in a, in a lot of hard ways. <laughs> I'm not saying if, if somebody's well, pregnant. Well, that's because one hard way would have changed the life. <laughs> you know what, though? That one girl was cool because Joe Carter was like, who are you calling? She's like, call Mike, her daughter's okay. And he's like, oh. and she goes, listen. You see what she said? She goes, my daughter loves me and I love her, and she ain't no mistake. And she was, ain't a shame to me. And I was like, go, good on you, girl. Good you te- you, you girl. tell him. But the only thing is she didn't tell you had shit three or more. <laughs> Dude, there's a great scene in... um. Remember that uh, substitute teacher, Aaron? Yeah. Like, you done messed up, Aaron? He does a sequel to that. Key and Peele does a sequel to that where people, they, they, they have to leave early for their, um, their yearbook clubs. And he's like, thinks they're lame. He's like, there's no yearbook club, you know? And he's like, anyone else have a dumb excuse why they got to leave early? And the, he's like, Timothy? And so one black kid goes, I forget my daughter. He goes, all right. <laughs> I was like, oh, shoot, dude. That's dirty. Timothy. Timothy. Okay. Raise us right. Here's the deal. It's a very controversial thing. This movie, people are saying it's... it's, it's <sighs> One thing we he are going to have two different opinions on this. Yes, we are. Okay. Okay. He says to those kids, if there's an American dream out there, and it's hard to get, and it is hard to get. I ain't got it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we do got it. Who? We got our own place. We got our own cars. We have money to go see concerts. We have the thing. We can, we can do the things we want to do with our life. Are you stressed out, stress out money right now? Are you stressed out money right now? What's today? <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I know we got it. Compared to a lot of people, we rich. Dude, we're doing great, man. Well, we got to pay city taxes in this slum. Oh, dude. We, listen, our insurance like sucks $600. here. Our city taxes suck. I just paid my taxes off. I paid them off. Oh, did you? Yeah. This ain't, this ain't check for six, six dollars back. I overpaid six bucks. Woo yeah, man. Woo tang. Back in the community. <laughs> so Kenny South. He he says, if you don't make it, don't blame your black skin. If you don't make it, don't blame your parents. He says, don't blame the white man. I was like, oh. He's like, you look in the mirror and you blame yourself, and that is very unpopular to say to people. Yeah. <sighs> As a young age, watching a movie like this, I listened, and I thought, to, and I, I don't know why, at a young age, I mean, early on in my, in my just development as a child, watching movies like this, I thought to myself, because growing up poor sucked, and I knew it sucked even as a kid. 
Yeah, dude, we used to have to take uh, dollar food stamps to the party <laughs> store around the block and buy chips so that we could get a quarter each and play Street Fighter 2. <laughs> I mean, and I, when mom would send me up to the, get like milk with two, two food stamps, I always hated paying with food stamps. I felt, I felt embarrassed. Yeah, dude. I, I was self-conscious about it. But the funny it. thing is, though, is we're in a neighborhood where everybody's on Everyone's on it, but still. It's but if somebody sees you and they got money that day, oh, me, me and my best friend in school and lunch in front of everybody started dogging each other, but then we started saying really true stuff that only each other knew about. <sighs> Like, so bad. You get your clothes and stuff in his army. Man, you got them shoes at a garage sale. And then we're just like, all the after school, we're like, sorry about that, man. Yeah, yeah, man. We didn't mean, didn't mean nothing. I'm like, damn, man. We oh, you just just blowing each other up, dude. Same time tomorrow? Yeah, man. I'll see you tomorrow. Dude, I decided, I'm like, I'm going to do well because that's going to be my way out. That was in my mind. That was my way out was school. And there's other, I know some people say sports in their cities a way out, and some kids, Sports, listen, if you're a good football player in Flint, Davis is going to come get you. I know a kid from Flint lives in Grand Rapids with a family. They, 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 Grand Rapids came out and got him, brought him to Grand Rapids School. He's a quarterback out there, and he lives with a family. He's got that's what he needs. It's, he's in safety, going Tyson to a good style, school, dude. straight up. Sports is the way out. For me, education was the way out. Knowledge was power. Learning how to navigate the world. Like, Man, you watch Reading Rainbow too much. Dude, I did. I, I I I just I thought. Did you watch his uh, Jeopardy? By the way, I didn't watch any of them. Man, you only did. You only did two weeks. That's weak. So I, as a young age, thought I need to learn something to get out of this place. You learned everything, bro. I didn't know what I needed. To know. I didn't know what I needed to know. I, 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 yeah, who, but now you know. Who's going to ask? Who's going to ask? Like, for you, you went out, and thankfully, you learned a trade that is in huge need, which is awesome. Oh, yeah, until the winter hits, and I'm like, ah! <laughs> and people, it's not your, it's them cutting you off. Beep. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> people cutting you off. Ah! <laughs> Dude, people break check you, don't they? Even in the winter. What? They will jump over from the fast lane Cut you off and just hit their exit. You're like, give you a heart attack right there. You're like, oh, heart attack. Every day, man, the worse the weather gets, the worse the drivers are with us. We can't be having no truck. We can't be behind no truck. And we're just, if you're, listen, Michigan drivers, stay away from my big rig. You have a trucker right here. I'm talking here. about my wheels. <laughs> you got a trucker right here. <laughs> Out of love for the truckers, just have – they got a big old truck. If you, They can kill you on accident. Just be smart about it. And just so you fools know, every truck has a camera in it. So you can't go, man, that was that truck. Man, this fool don't know how to drive. Rewind. I want to get a, tr- a camera for my car. Buy one. Because in Flint, people are rowdy here. They don't stop for the stop signs or the red lights. T-Bone uh, and Weasel. T- T-Bone. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I always thought knowledge was power. I tell my kids, knowing stuff is going to help you do better. Like knowing, But knowing stuff at 38% interest is not going to help no, you. No, college <laughs> is not the answer. College, uh, you know what? I used to think college was the answer. And that's, I, I didn't know that was not true. I think college... Well, good thing you didn't get a 
bachelor degree in drama. <laughs> and oh, eighty thousand dollars. I've got those friends too. Listen, what do you do? I work at a shop. Eight hundred dollars a month of student loans. College has become. <laughs> how would you say it? It's like summer camp for four years. It's where you go to find yourself. But paying a hundred G's to find yourself is insane. I've told all my kids, you do well in school. All the my my kids know you got to graduate high school. You got it's, it's not a negotiable. You got to graduate high school. What do you say to kid Ray? Dropping out on me? I'm not just dropping out. I'm just moving on to something else. It's dropping out. That's why I call it dropping out. When I meet kids in the city and I meet them, say, like, "What grade you in?" Oh, I didn't, I didn't finish. I say, "You dropped out." They go, "Oh, I didn't drop out." I'm like, "You dropped out." You didn't. You gotta finish. Get a GED. You gotta finish. I was that. talking to somebody, and I was like, "What year did you graduate?" Oh well, I was supposed to graduate, you know, in '08. I'm like, okay, but I graduated in 2010. Well, hell yeah, good for you. Pound it, high five. Good for you. Way to do Ain't it. No shame in that game. Do I remember when our mother, we went to her high school graduation when we were little. Our mom. When she graduated high school, we were there. She went to Baker, bro. And finished. And we got to go there. And, dude, I was so proud of my mama when she did that. Are you finally going to have a job? <laughs> she got a good job for I'm tired of this pot, this powdered milk. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Tony Montana every time I try to eat a bowl of cereal. <laughs> You're so stupid, dude. <laughs> Man, I can't feel my face. <laughs> um, Powdered milk was disgusting. It's the grossest oh, crap in the world. That was punishment sometimes. So, <laughs> I tell my kids, you got to go to high, 12th grade. You got to do well in your school. I said, after you get out of high school, here's what you got to do. Well, you got plans for them, though, getting I say, associates. I'm like, yes, my kids will graduate with their associate's degrees. Because Flint offers... Things for inner city kids. Yeah, for, for kids living in the city. Living in inner city, even though it's hard. You get perks. I mean, Sadly, you, I mean, you got to live in the hood to get perks. But it, it just, like, like living in the hood. Uh, yeah. You can say what you want. We just heard a house blow up the other day. I mean, <laughs> from here. Yeah, like, it's just we're in the hood. Dude. My daughter woke up, was like, Daddy, what happened? I'm like, it's okay, daughter. I got you. Like, actually, it's okay, daughter. We're in the hood. <laughs> You're going to get an associate degree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. I just pulled something on my computer. Oh, it's still not okay. <laughs> I, I, I pushed the button and it went blank. Sorry. I've, I've said that before. <laughs> oh, crap. I pulled something. My computer. <laughs> <laughs> so I tell my kids, either go to school, apprentice with a trade. Either trained, go to school or get pregnant. <laughs> apprentice with a tradesman. Yes. Or go to the military. Or I say, or... Go serve on a, a ministry field overseas for a year. Oof. I was like, give my kids four options. I'm like, you, you're not going to stay at home for a year and play video games in my basement. It ain't going to happen. I can see Nesta doing the military. Mama doesn't like me saying that, but I'm like, if you want to go that route that? And, get, and get beat up, go get beat up. What? They, they do. If you want to go, she can get yelled at by a big old dude who told you then suck. Not, then go to grandma's house. <laughs> 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 you suck because you're alive. <laughs> Damn. But I'm saying, so I don't think college, because the answer, because I think college should be coming to summer camp for, for kids. If kids go to school, get degrees they can't use anywhere. Mm -hmm. If my kid wants to learn, learn, learn a trade. Sometimes, though, and a player just wants to see a degree, 
even though it's not pertaining to what they're doing, because that shows that you can stick to something. Right. Like that's why Eagle Scouts dig and get that. Put that on a resume. Heck Eagle yes. Scout. Heck I don't yes. care how many times you get a wedgie. You're an Eagle Scout. That means you can stick to something for like 18 you, years. You finished the course. Yeah. Wasn't uh, isn't John Marsh an Eagle Scout? He's an Eagle Scout, baby. Dang, Gina. I had an Eagle Scout come to our East Side campus, build picnic tables for the church out back. That's where we eat in the summer. Eagle Scout built those with him just by himself. Him and him and, him and uh, two Eagle Scouts came out and built. They look beautiful picnic tables they built for us. They better after 18 years. I'm saying no one's stolen them nothing yet, which is awesome. That's because they're like, ah, Eagle Scout did that. Ah, what a nerd. <laughs> but so I'm not saying I'm not saying college because college, it's it, it, it robs some people. Yeah, people. Look, we look, got a couple friends, <laughs> dude. There's counselors telling kids go to school and take your max loan you can get. That, that's terrible. If even if it's more than you need, just live off the rest. Oh, that's terrible friends, advice. That have taken student loans and gone to Mexico. That's it's it's you gotta that pay that free. back. You gotta pay that, that back. Free, dude. Oh. Okay, I'm not going to ruin anything about this movie. Everybody watch King Richard. I cannot wait. Everybody watch it. Because he talks to them girls and lets them know nothing's free. Dude, listen, I got an email from my college, Wheaton College, and said... Watch King Richard. <laughs> it, said, <laughs> it said, you're eligible for a $250 scholarship because of your FAFSA and stuff. $250? It's a little... going to get you half a book? It's going to give me two books. Dang. Um, but they got pictures in them. I I literally emailed the stinking admissions office and listen, I got this email. Is this for real? I'm like, I'm afraid of any free money because I'm yeah. like, what are the strings attached to this? I I had a guy the other day ask me. He's like, you should join this this denomination because they'll give you all this free money for your church. And I said, there ain't no such thing as free money. He goes, no, no, it's fine though, it's free. And I'm like, yeah, he didn't get what I was saying. I'm like, there's no such thing as free money. Yes, you're giving away something. The PPP loans during the COVID things. I'm like, I ain't taking that money for the government because I don't know what's attached to it. I'm oh, you're talking about for, for the church? Yeah. No, 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 no. I, I touch that money, dude. I'm like, I don't know what it is or where it comes nope. from. I, I just, I don't want to get, I don't want any four years from now you come back to me like, you was 100 G's. I'm like, what? I don't want to get me, dude. Anyways. I Dude, there was people getting arrested for... Fake, fake companies, yep. Taking millions. Man, people are dogs, bro. People don't... And they could be living fine, and they still just want more, more, more. What it is, dude. More, more, more. I want it all. I want it all. Oh, man, give me $5. That's all I need, $5. So, so I get two monsters. So do you, know, so you, you think education <laughs> is not powerful? <laughs> the education is not a good tool to get out of the, uh, help to get out of the hood? If you get a scholarship, listen, listen. In Flint, though, in, in, in Flint, in Kalamazoo, in a lot of poor cities, there are scholarships in place. In Flint, Michigan, any student who can take the test can go to U of M High School or Mott High School, and it's a five-year high school program. You graduate with your high school diploma and, and an associate. It costs you nothing. That's crazy. That they're trying to help kids. You know what? People don't. Take advantage of it. No, they don't, because they're thinking about their friends and running around being stupid, dude. It's it is hard though, because if you go into school and it if sucks I wasn't and it's scary, so horrible in school because I just hated school. 
that I could have had a stinking music scholarship. I had a bunch of friends go to college with music. You're, yeah. Dude, you're drumming, your drumline oh. skills. You could have been out there, U of M, but got just tearing the world oh. apart, dude. What you gonna do though? What you gonna do? Now I got a better job than most of them. Dude, you had a great, you got a great job. You, you learned a skill. You had to go, you had to go to school for that. You had to go to school, learn how to drive the truck. Three whole weeks, man. Shoot. <laughs> but it was hard. I'll tell you what though. I joke around and say three weeks, learn how to. I, I, three weeks, I knew how to move it. Then I had to go to a company that said, "We'll pay your stinking loan as long as you work for us. We pay your monthly payment." But you were over the road. Fact, they go, matter of fact, your monthly payment is one fifty. We're gonna pay two fifty a month against your what? loan. Against your loan, and then you'll see your house every stinking. You'll see it twice a month, and you're out there before you could take that truck by yourself. You're out there with another Scarbacci fool smelling everything, living in a truck together for two months, hitting every terrain in every season. You're like in the mountains in the winter, dude. My trainer was the nicest, coolest. And we dude. know guys that went to got graduated their truck school, got in a truck to drive, couldn't. They, like, it's too they stressful. It's, it's just too much. They quit. I lasted two years out there. I've been driving for 15 years, bruh. But thing is, you are so social. You hated being alone out there, dude. Oh, it was brutal, dude. Because you are a people. You, you love being around your, your friends. But if I was going somewhere and I and I could park. Near I a would, friend? No, well, or, or family? Friend or family. But sometimes I would park where I'm going to deliver in the morning, and I would walk to a local bar, hang out, meet some people, have some drinks, play the jukebox, then come back home, go to sleep. Oh, man. I'm still here tomorrow for the next week. That was brutal. But luckily, not that I do now, but I didn't have a wife or kids or nothing. So it didn't matter. I'd just be gone. But I never made that much money in my life. The money you were making, it was crazy. Well, I make more now. But for a 26-year-old kid out there, well, that's not really a kid, but 26 years old making that kind of money, I mean, you're talking like 60, 70 grand. And I was, Woo! I mean, making more money than your parents. It's crazy. But I also didn't have... $100,000 to pay back, which is insane. Exactly. Uh, if you go get a degree for 100 Gs and you can't do anything with it, that's brutal. It's brutal. <sighs> There's so much we can say. So, ha! Next episode. For to Christmas. Next episode. You, you guys Did we agree on this? Are we doing this? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So next, our next episode will be reviewing the, the new movie, reviewing your Spider-Man or Matrix. Yeah, whichever one you guys pick. And our next uh, video podcast will be a movie that has been in the wings for five years. We've never done this? Never. Are went through the, positive? Well, the other day, went looking through it. Look, it's not there. Okay. This is a movie that is a part of our story. It's a movie we watched. Oh, man. We've watched it dozens of times. Learn how to be a tough guy. We, we laughed. We, should, we, we didn't know. We didn't know we should be laughing. We're oh. laughing. And this movie raised us wrong in a whole bunch of ways. It was raised right in one way. But. Yeah. Yes. Next month for Christmas, your present from the Red Room Theater is we're finally reviewing Goodfellas. It's a tall order. It's a way tall order. So join That's us. like those $15 margaritas I was drinking that I didn't know until I got the bill. Dang! Dang! For Christmas, 
Hey, there's a good Christmas scene in that movie. There is. So yeah, it counts. But there's plenty of snow. Plenty of snow. You listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, or Amazon Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast. Amazon who? Amazon Podcasts. <laughs> if you like, like the show, leave a review on your favorite podcaster. Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Right now on, on our Facebook page, we're, look, we're listing off all of our Christmas movies we're watching as we watch them. So there's a whole okay, I'll start doing Christmas that. movie marathon. We're watching everything. Home Alone, Christmas Story, Grinch. It's going to be piling up all December watching Christmas movies. Okay? As always, I'm Ernesto. And I'm Antonio. And we'll see you two weeks at the Red Room Theater. Oh, man, speak. One, two, three. Lean on me.